Kia from your Every Nation Southside family here in Papatoitoi, Auckland. You are now listening to a podcast from our church service and we pray that you will be blessed by it. For more information, please visit our Facebook page or feel free to contact our church office. I'm preaching today on the topic, uh, the Easter series that we're doing. Um, just before I get into the, the, the purpose of, of, of the sermon, I just wanted to ask you guys this question. Um, how many of us here know that when we want to see something good, you know, come out of our lives, just something different, something impactful, you know, changes in our lives, right? Um, we all know that, hey, if, if you know, we want to lose some weight, maybe, want to, you know, get, get a few, like, abs, um, like Ulu here, uh, you know, just, just get, get more muscly and strong, you know, but guess what? We have to change, Right? We have to change our eating habits. We have to change the way we do things. Uh, we have to, you know, go for runs. Um, you know, we have to exercise, right? Yeah. So um, what about, like, um, changes where people have experienced in marriage? <clears throat> hey? Um, there's, there's some of these guys here that are young right now. James, uh, Jim, who are, you know, going to get married soon, eh? Um, just know that when, when, you're, when, you're, when you're in marriage, eh? There's, um, there's always, the, the husband always wins. Nah, just kidding. The husband doesn't always win, eh? Like sometimes you're just on your knees when you're in marriage. Nah, just kidding. Nah. But, but there's change, you know, it happens and, 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 and it's, a, it's a lifestyle of change and sometimes even change comes uh, where you have no control. <clears throat> what about when we're studying, those who, are, who, those who are students that are studying, you wanna get a degree, you really wanna achieve excellence um, you, re- you have a vision for your life, you have a dream, a career path that you want to take, but guess what? You have to change, right? You have to stop procrastinating, you have to, you have to do your assignments, you have to uh, stop hanging around with, with Tom, Dick, and Harry, you know, the ones that always allow you to, you know, we're playing games, we're playing uh, Fortnite all the time. You know, we just, th- 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 think about this, church, think about this, with change, it always involves a sacrifice. You know, with change, uh, it always involves an attitude of humility. You know, with, with change, for, for, for us to see real change to happen in our lives, to see something productive, we have to give up the unproductive, right? Uh, when, it, when it comes to change, it comes with an attitude of humility where we cannot... Uh, come with an attitude of pride, but an attitude of humility. That is what Jesus saw in us. You know, he wanted to see change in our lives. He wanted to see real change in our lives. He wanted to set us free. You see, the Bible says this, who for the joy set before him, it's talking about Jesus, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You see, Jesus saw the, the, the joy that was set before him. He wanted to see change in our lives. He actually wanted to see us delivered and set free from the slavery of sin and the curse of sin in our lives. That's why Jesus had to die on the cross. That's why Jesus had to suffer on the cross and as a living sacrifice to take upon the, the sin that, that, you know, the penalty that we deserved, but the penalty was on him. And that's why it's good news. Let me pray before I start. 
Father, I thank you so much for this word. God, I thank you for your truth. Lord, I pray that our, our church this morning would, would believe in the finished work of Jesus, that we would realize the impact that what you did on the cross for, you, for, for us. Lord, I thank you so much, God. I pray this morning, Lord, that we would be transformed, God, that this word would not sink on, on hard ground, but it would sink on, on, on the soils of our heart, that we would receive it, we would believe it. I pray for this in Jesus' name. We all say, amen, amen. Cool. So we're following the historical event of Jesus in the book of Matthew. Uh, we're continuing the series called Done Deal. So Pastor Taulu talked about the suffering of Jesus, uh, and, and this was last week, he was talking about that. But this morning, I'm going to talk about the death of Jesus at that very moment when he was hung on that cross, you know, when he was about to, to, to expire, his life was about to expire. You know, why is it so significant? Why is it so important? I mean, there's so many deaths in history, but his death was significant. And, and I want to, and I, and I prayed this morning that as I explain, as I communicate, as I preach the significance of his death, that it would affect our lives today and it would change us this morning. So my message this morning is very simple. It's done, deal. My first point, done. You see, on that cross, we follow through the story of Matthew. See, Jesus' death, on the, when he's just about to die on the cross, when he was on that cross, he absorbed all our sin, all of mankind's sin, every sin from the past, the present, and the future. And when we read, as, as he cried out two times when he was on that cross, and the first time he cried out, it says in Matthew 27, 46, and on the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? You see, the reason why Jesus said that when he was on the cross, when he was just about to, to pass out, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Because it was satisfied on the cross. God the Father saw it satisfied when he was on the cross. All of mankind's sin was absorbed. All of it was satisfied. All, was it, all, all of it was taken upon him. He he absorbed our sin, not that he sinned, but every sin was upon him. And because, you know, when the Bible, the Bible says this in Isaiah 59, it says, Surely the arm of the Lord is not too far to save, nor too dull to hear, but your iniquities have separated you from your God. That's the reason why Jesus cried out, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Because sin had separated him from that perfect relationship with his father. Every wicked thing that maybe you feel guilty or condemned about was absorbed on him. And so that's why he said, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? And then it goes on to verse 50. And he cries out the second time. He says, Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. You see, there's something interesting about the second cry just before he passed out. You see, um, in this perspective, I believe Matthew didn't explain fully 
what he said. But uh, in the four Gospels, when you read in the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, so I'm talking about John here. So John uh, obviously wrote down, and he was at that very event when Jesus um, cried out the second time, and he described exactly what he said. But it's interesting because Matthew didn't describe exactly what he said. But he says this, it is finished. Church, can we say that out of our mouths? That's right. It is finished. See, I believe the reason why Matthew didn't describe that because scholars say that it was so loud at that very moment that even the translation from the Greek to English, uh, I believe back in the days it was Aramaic. Yes, it was Aramaic, but the, but the Greeks translated. They couldn't describe exactly what he said because it was so loud. It was so clear that it is finished. It's complete. It's finished. It's satisfied. The wrath of God, because of our sin, it deserves wrath was completed on the cross of Jesus Christ. That's why I love this message of the cross, the death of Jesus, because it's good news. You see, the gospel is good news. You see, religion teaches that because I obey the gospel, because I obey the Bible, then I am accepted. But the true gospel is this, true relationship of Jesus is I am accepted and therefore I obey. You see, we live in a nation right now, it's so tragic what happened in Christchurch, the deaths that had happened. But you see, we have the answer to proclaim it and the way we proclaim it is we proclaim that we have been accepted. It is finished. It is good news. You see, world religion teaches that because my religion teaches that I have to forgive, that I have to love, that I have to show charity and help people because it's part of my religion, and then hopefully, hopefully my God will accept me, and hopefully that I am right, that when I stand before God, I am right with God. No, Jesus Jesus says, it is finished. That's why it's so unique. That's why it sets up the difference of religion and relationship when Jesus says, it is finished. It's complete. You see, I come from an art background. As an artist, I love drawing cartoons, and there's a process of how I draw cartoons. The first process is, I draw up the gesture, and then the basic shapes, the constructions, uh, I clean up the drawing, I then add up colors, add colors, uh, next slide, <clears throat> and then I add shadings to it, and then I add the lighting to it, and then it's, fully com it's not fully completed until, until what? I have signed my name because it's copyright, it's, it's a done deal, you know, it's intellectual property, it's done. I, I can't add to the picture, you know, 
I mean, or subtract to it. I've already finished it. So no one else can also add to it or subtract to it because that would be a violation of the finished work. So same thing with Jesus. Jesus signed his copyright. It is finished. The picture of the cross is finished. It's completed. It's painted. It's done. Don't add to it. Don't subtract to it. It all revolves around his finished work. There is nothing that we can do to earn our salvation. There is nothing that we can do to make him more satisfied. You got to understand, church, this morning, God is satisfied with you. He loves you. He chose you. He blessed us. He took upon the curse of our sin upon himself. The Bible says that there was an exchange. Him that knew no sin became sin for us so that in him we might become what? The righteousness of God. That's what happened on the death of Jesus on the cross. He took upon the punishment of our sin and gave us his blessing so that we don't have to experience the consequence of sin. And so that's why I love the gospel and that's why I love how it's unique. Imagine this church. Imagine if we, if we completely appropriate this and embrace this, we would live differently. When people curse at us, when they swear at us, when they say that we Christians are, are bigots and you guys are just hypocrites, blah, blah, blah. You know, people always say a lot of stuff about Christians. But imagine if we live it out and we gave a drink to someone and we blessed someone and we truly walked it out. In our workplace, no one can judge us when we show the love of Christ. Because I tell you this, if you truly show the love of Christ when people mock you and they say all kinds of evil against you, and you show it through your actions when you bless them and you pay for their lunch and you help them and you just bless and you bless with the abundance of understanding that Jesus finished it on the cross. I tell you, there's something about that. People will drop on their knees and they'll say, what is it, what is it about this Jesus that you serve? What is it about this Jesus that you serve? You know, I have friends that mock me about my faith, but I choose to walk in love. I choose to remember that Jesus finished it on the cross. I'm not saying that I won't preach the gospel, but the way I carry it, that I understand that Jesus finished it on the cross. Amen to that, right? Amen. See, this is what I love about the gospel. Jesus came to serve us. Not the other way around, not that we serve him. Do you realize that God is committed to us? Not that we've shown commitment to him. Because he's accepted me, therefore I obey. That's the reason why I obey. See, Jesus gave us life as a ransom like what Ulu shared last week, he, he was silent. He could have justified himself. No, 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 no. Don't, I'm the, I'm the son of God. I'm the king. Who are you to tell me that, you know, 
you can't do this and you can't do I'm the king. No, he didn't do that. He chose to silence himself, to humble himself, to be a living sacrifice so he could see change in our lives. See, it doesn't make sense, right? It doesn't make sense how amazing this grace is. Sometimes, um, you see, as, as, as we walk with, with, with Jesus, the, 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 the world thinks like this. The world sees that as we, as we try to obey, as we try to, you know, experience love and acceptance, it's, it's almost like um, when, 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 when I've done something wrong, I have, to, I have to punish myself or I have to do something back to myself in order to, to experience um, true forgiveness. And I, I remember the story when I was at this conference um, years ago, and um, the preacher was talking about this devout man who, who loved God, who wanted to please God. And what he did was, when, whenever he went to church, he wanted to prove his allegiance to God. And what he would do is this. He would go on his knees. He would do this. He would go on his knees like this. And, and he would crawl, like just on his knees on, on concrete, you know, all the way to church, like, like from, from Mangaree to Pabster. Uh, imagine that, Ulu, if everyone called like this, everyone would be holy today, eh? Like they'd just be so perfect and holy because they're showing that they're pleasing, pleasing God. And he did that for, for a long time, all the way, just continuing, you know, continuing to say, sorry, God, I'm sorry. Forgive me of my sin. I'm, I'm, I'm a sinner. I need your forgiveness, Lord. I'm, I'm doing this for you. And then he would get up and his knees would be all blood and, and bruises and everything. And he would say, God, thank you so much. Lord, I worship you. Please forgive me. Church, this morning, the Bible is so clear. It says in Romans 5, the peace of God through, Je through the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, we have peace. You see, peace with God. Next slide, please. Romans 5, it's done. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ because Jesus died on the cross. He's finished it. You see, I don't care if you crawl all the way to Hamilton. It will never eradicate your sin. There is nothing more that you can do it doesn't matter if you're on the worship team. It's not going to make you more holier. It doesn't matter if you read more of your Bible. It doesn't matter if you're tithing more or if you're, if you're wearing a three-piece suit looking like an awesome preacher. It doesn't matter. It's what matters is that Jesus says it is finished. And therefore, I obey out of the gratefulness of who he is and what he did for me. That's why I obey. You see, the, the, the world defines our sin nature as a problem. But you see, there's an issue with that. There's an issue with just being a problem. Because if sin is just a problem, oh, you know, he's committing adultery. It's just a problem. He just needs to get over it. He just needs to, you know, forgive, make reconciliation with his wife. Or, oh, there's just a problem with his anger issue. There's just a problem. 
You know, if it's just a problem, then there's always a solution that you can fix it yourself, right? But I want to tell you this, the Bible defines sin not just a problem. The Bible actually defines sin as this word transgression. The word transgression is meaning it's a trespassing of someone else's, over someone else's property. It's an overriding of someone else's property. And there is absolutely nothing that we can do to save ourselves because it is an offense to the highest degree. It's an eternal consequence. That's why when we pray more or if we go to temple or if we try to find a way, I'm talking about other religions and other things, if we try to fix ourselves, there is nothing more. You know, I I was talking to someone uh, on campus the other day And again, please hear my heart, I I respect other religions. And I was talking to someone who uh, comes from the Baha'i faith, and and I love the brother. He was so, uh, you know, he's such a genuine heart when he was sharing with me, and we were at orientation day, and, um, you know, he was standing there handing out his his, um, flyers to invite people to the club, and and just next to us, we had our Avian Nation Campus Club. We were giving out our flyers as well, you know, come join our club. And so I had a conversation with this guy, and... and, um, he, you know, he started sharing with me about his Baha'i faith, and I said, you know, what is, what is the key thing about your faith? How do you know that you are right with God? Because in Baha'i faith, they believe there's this oneness, and, you know, um, they take every other religion, and even Christianity as well, and, and, and I said, what is the real main core of your belief? And he said this, he said that if we, we, we have to do good works and charity. We have to uh, meditate and, you know, think of, of the positive things and, 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 and obviously to, to clean up, to clean up our, our, who we are. But the thing is, you see, the gospel was so clear. The gospel is so clear that it's not just some problem that we can just fix up by ourselves. There has to be an intervention on the outside. That's why Jesus has to be our Savior. That's why he has to come in and become a man. God became a man. God, Jesus, the, Jesus, the God-man had to come to suffer, to die, to take upon the punishment upon himself and, 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 and suffer and die on the cross so that we can be saved because it's an eternal transgression that needs to be paid for through Jesus. Amen? Amen. You see, it's a done deal. And, and, And I love this scripture. If you turn to the next slide, it's the Message Bible, and it says this in Romans 8, 3. God went for the jugular when he sent his own son. He didn't deal with a problem as something remote and unimportant. In his son Jesus, he personally took on the human condition, entered the disordered mess of struggling humanity in order to set it right and for right once and for all. The law code, weakened as it always was by fractured human nature, could never have done that. See, there was nothing that we can do to try to deal and fix it in ourselves. See, the law always ended up by being used as a band-aid on sin instead of a deep healing of it. You see, I love the scripture where it says, 
jugular, because it's talking about the, the jugular vein. You see, what's interesting about the jugular vein, you see, uh, it's, it's, oh, it's on the sides of our neck. Church, can we do that right now? Just put your hand over here. That's right. It's two major veins uh, in, your, uh, in your neck. Why is it so important? Because it's the largest major vein in our bodies that drains all the blood from our head to our heart. And if we injure that vein, if, if, if we get injured, if we get cut there, we would immediately, all the blood would flow out from our brain and our heart and we would instantly die. In the same way, when the Bible says God went for the jugular, he dealt with our sin right to the source. He dealt right to the source. He killed it. He destroyed it. He destroyed the power of sin in our lives and the curse of it, the effects of it. It's a done deal. And because he's destroyed it, even sickness cannot be in this room. All the sin and sickness is gone because of Jesus' death on the cross. That's the good news. Praise God. You see, church, we have victory in Christ. We have been set free. And sometimes, as, as, as followers of Jesus, sometimes we play this game of snakes and ladders. Have you guys ever played this game called snakes and ladders? If you remember the game, um, and if those who don't know how to play the game, I'm, I'm going to explain. Uh, you see, we have, we, you know, you start with a counter, um, you start from the beginning, uh, you roll the dice, and, and obviously you have to land on uh, those numbers, and, and as you roll the dice, you, you, you try to get to the finish line. But if you land your counter on a uh, ladder, you get to go up to the top. And, it's, and, and then you almost get to the finish line. But then if, when you land on the snake, oh, it sucks. It's a bummer. Because then you just go back down. And then sometimes, you know, when you're almost close to the finish line, you come all the way back down right from the beginning, back to square one. Not again. Man, my walk with God. I was really just holding my tongue, not swearing, not trying to do any bad things. And then all of a sudden, I step on a spiritual snake, and now I'm back to square one again. Man, I shouldn't have got angry at my wife. Man, now back to square one again. Man, I haven't been reading my Bible these days. Man, now I'm back to square one again. And it's almost like we're playing this game where we're just, oh, no, now I'm back to square one again. Now I shouldn't go to church because I just don't feel good enough. It's not about how good you are. It's about how good he is. He completed it. He finished it on the cross. You see, what he did on the cross, it, we start from the finish. It's like we're playing Fortnite and we have a cheat. We have a cheat code and we're always winning and we're never losing. Yes, we can have a cheat code in this game because Jesus finished it on the cross. He dealt with it. Not, nothing to do with what we've done. We cannot deal with it. That's why Jesus had to come and die for us. So we have victory. Praise God. Praise God. Man, God is so good. Isn't he? God is so good. <clears throat> victory. Victory is ours. 
You see, as I, as, as I close, as I close, um, I just wanted to remind us again, you see, change, um, change will happen when we, when, we, when we make sacrifices, when we, when we respond to this message. Um, God's done his part. You know, God done, God's done his part, but now we have to respond. Um, <clears throat> if you remember, uh, when I talked about seeing true change to happen in our lives, um, can we just get someone to play the keys as I, as I close? Um, <clears throat> true change will only happen is when we choose to believe. Um, I think of <clears throat> I think of the message of, of the gospel is um, I, 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 I like eating food, um, if, if you know me. Actually, my wife got me into this. We, we always like going to restaurants and, and, and just buying, um, eating out and stuff. And um, some, imagine this. Imagine if you were going out and you're, you know, buying uh, the most delicious food for everyone. And you, and you, and you invite all your friends and you're, and you're, and you're going to eat uh, uh, this, this delicious fine dining uh, and then you have to pay for the bill, but then you start doing the haka because you forgot your wallet, right? And, and you've got this expensive-ass bill which costs like a thousand bucks because it's fine dining. I know um, Rowena doesn't really like fine dining because I was talking to her about it, and she's like, we just want more. Anyways, um, but then you, you realize, okay, the chef says to you, look, you've got to do an all-nighter because this is so expensive, and, and you, you're going to be cleaning up all night uh, go into the kitchen and do it all nighter but then just before you go to clean up all the dishes your best friend says to you look look man don't worry about it I got you covered (coughs) I've got you covered I will pay for you don't worry take it as a gift I love you I'm going to pay for you and so you have a choice. You can, you can either humble yourself and receive this gift. You see, acceptance is a real gift. The finished work of Jesus is a gift from God. And, and, and so you have a choice. You can either receive his gift or you can try and deal with it on your own. But I tell you now, church, there is nothing better to receive the free gift of God and to continue to embrace that because if you choose the path of trying to do it in your own strength, you will have to pay for that and being completely separated from God in a horrible place all nighter in hell that, that you cannot pay for at all. It will just be completely there. But I, I say to you this morning, church, humble yourself and trust the Lord. I'm, I'm talking about those who don't know Jesus. Because if you don't know Jesus, I'm saying to you now, humble yourself and believe this word that Jesus says, it is finished. You know, maybe you're feeling condemned. Maybe you're feeling far from God because you've just, your life is like that game right now where you're playing snakes and ladders. You just keep stumbling and going back. But I can tell you now, Jesus has the power to wipe away your past. You don't have to live in the past anymore. God is not the God of your past. He's a God of the future. 
the devil is the God of the past. He'll always try to remind you of your past. But Jesus, the Bible says, God is for you and not against you. This is the, the second point that I'm sharing. It's, it's the, the deal. That's the deal. That's so amazing. Isn't that such an awesome deal? The fact that he's given you a gift, the, the free gift that you accept. The Bible says <clears throat> in uh, Romans 10, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny him themselves and take up their cross and follow me. See, remember, remember I was talking about change? To, to experience real change, we have to, to deny ourselves. We have to humble ourselves. Uh, uh, <clears throat> it says, um, sorry, mix up the scripture, sorry. Uh, Romans 10, 9 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And the last scripture, for the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Church, this morning, if, 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 you, if, um, if you're a Christian, if you're a follower of Jesus, I want to encourage you to, 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 to embrace this, to know that God is for you and not against you. Uh, let me close and, and pray for you guys.